0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We want to talk first, though, about this story in uh, County Tipperary that emerged over the weekend um, at a hurling blitz. And we've talked here, I think, for the last two weeks, I'm going to say, there's been mention of different incidents involving violent behaviour towards uh, GAA referees at different matches. But we're now hearing today about an alleged incident um, in which a man allegedly grabbed a child by the throat during a hurling um, or during a blitz that took place. Like this is a, a, an under nines blitz we're talking about in, in, in Turles, um that seemed to have happened over the weekend. The guards have launched an investigation into it. But what needs to happen now? before something changes. Because we've had endless discussions here on the show, you know, and various different people and big wigs from Crow Park down through the years and loads of different suggestions from uh, former team managers talking about, you know, penalties, sanctions, uh, reform of the whole system. And yet here we are again this week now talking about an alleged assault by a man on a child at a match. So what actually has to happen before there is going to be genuine change we want to hear your thoughts on this, eighteen hundred, four five, three, one hundred six. But have you ever experienced anything like this before? Or just how bad is it? Caroline is on the line. Caroline, what's your son's experience? Um, well he's twenty one
2: now, but I was just talking to my son there or my husband, when he would have been twelve actually at the time, I said thirteen in the text, um, went to a match, had a match down at our own our own club and My husband was there. Now, at the time, I didn't actually cop it, but seemingly there was an elderly man who was, uh, from the other side, walking up and down the sideline, kind of very animated, every so often actually coming in over the sideline onto the pitch, shouting at our team, shouting at his own team, you know, very, very, you know, animated and very kind of really getting into it. But at one stage... Uh, my son did actually approach my husband and just said as he was passing, you know, he shout, he's shouting at me every time I go at the ball. Now, my son is not, he's not a kind of a, A shrinking violet he's quite robust he'd be well able to stand up for himself or whatever but um, then at some stage in the second half of the game my son got into a tussle with one of their players it wasn't anything major they didn't get yellow cards they they pushed and shoved and i think they could have been on the ground i don't know but there was nothing it was nothing major Mm. but he kind of honed in then on my son and we didn't realize it because we were further down the pitch. Every time my son was on freeze, every time he went to go to strike the ball, he would shout at him and jeer at him and heckle him. And they wind up of it was at the end of the match, they lost, which obviously made him even more angry. I just happened to see my son was walking down the pitch and one of the coaches went over, put his arm around him and walked him down towards their own dugout. But unbeknownst to us, this man had actually come onto the field and was following them down, shouting and roaring at my son. And now, as I say, my son, he's kind of, you know, he would be able for that. Other kids mightn't have been. I mean, it was an under-12 match, so you could be talking about maybe 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds playing. My son was 12 at the time. But just what kind of shocked me was nothing was said to him by anybody, not by our coaches, not by... Anyone from his side, anyone who he was with, it just seemed to be, you know. Sure, look, it's it's just all part of it. Now, I mean, I like I'm I love GA. I love going to hurling matches. I love all the banter, and I mean, I would sh- I shout and roar, and I do shout yeah. sometimes. The referee a blind or whatever, or right. I would, you know. But to actually pick on a child or to pick on even even older players, like my sons are grown up now and they still play for someone to pick on a particular person on a field or even the referee it's just not on it's just it's just not on and I think if they don't stamp it out now where, where is it going to end
1: Well that's the thing isn't it Caroline because we're talking about this week in week out like there's yeah, no. Everyone has suggestions and ideas and the put forward and uh, Congress and put forward clubs have to put forward this proposal. I don't know how many suggestions I've heard in recent weeks yeah. from people on the show, mm-hmm. but but here we are again today <laughs> talking yeah, about the same yeah. thing. Only this time, it's a child.
2: I mean, my my other son had a, an important game there about two weeks ago. His coach is only twenty four, but he actually had the 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 cop on. He texts everybody in WhatsApp the night before to say, please, parents and players respect the referee, respect the linesman, respect the other players. We don't want any trouble. We don't want the referee walking off. And and it was and it was fine. I mean, it's a kids' game. And at the end of the day, you we all have had games where you feel you've been hard done by or you feel someone has been, you know, too rough or whatever. But you go home and the kids forget about it after a couple of hours. You know, we've all been disappointed at the games, but mm. everyone forgets about it. But if you have someone who's going to really nasty, which I've heard at matches. I've heard awful nasty stuff being shouted. Uh, it's just, it, it brooms, it sours the atmosphere. It's horrible.
1: And the comments, Caroline, from this person, um, you know, the, this uh, uh, spectator, or you know, the, the, that happened and that were directed towards your son that day at an under-12s yeah. match, did that stay with him or did, did he ever talk about it again? Do you know what? He's the type of child, he, he doesn't say, he's not, he wouldn't tell you too much about his
2: emotions. And now at the time, he was quite... He was quite hot-tempered himself, and you know. But he has—he said it like he has said it a couple of times over the years. If he's heard of any other incidents, he said, "Do you remember the time mm. your man followed me onto the pitch?" And I mean, when, when I think back now, he was only twelve. He was only a small child. I mean, no matter how robust I think he is, he was only a child. And you have a grown man, a man like a, an elderly man, following him, shouting at him. And every time, I mean, like if we go to matches, if you go to a match, you tell your children, don't, you know, when someone's taking a free, getting ready to take a free, you don't let them shout at them. You don't let them put them off. But this was a man doing this in front of other people. And nobody said anything to a 12 year old child yeah. while he was, you know. So I think, yeah, going to have to bring in these these bans, lifetime bans. I Is that what you anyone think that's the solution,
1: Caroline? To, yeah, just lifetime uh, bans. Oh God! For yeah. anybody that assaults an official or
2: a referee or or a player comes on and assaults there, you have to. You have to say, "Look, you're mm. never, you're never allowed to to come in here." Again. Is it enough? Do you think? So, well, to be honest with you, I think I think the guards should be involved when there's an actual assault. As far as I'm concerned, if you assault someone on the street, the guards get involved. So why not? You know, it, I think it's the only way. Yeah. Now, I have no like I would I would have no problem when I go to a match to see grown players they push and they shove and they roll around on the ground I don't like to see punches I don't like anything like that but I definitely assaulting referees and people running onto the pitch that's I mean that's scandalous yeah
1: okay Uh, 53106 if you're listening to Caroline's story here today and this resonates with you I mean do you have a similar story to Caroline talking about her experience with her son James is on the line as well um James, what's the, the solution? Is Caroline right, like lifetime bans, is that sufficient? Well,
3: yes, it's, it's, a, it's a weapon within the arsenal. Uh, my background was I was a sports official for 25 plus years. I started off in the Irish sports, uh, sports field and I'd come all the way up over 25 years to an Olympic qualified official. I've done uh, multiple different sports and disciplines and the best programme I have seen for taking this, problem in hand is the australian green shirt program okay uh new officials who well i'll go back uh, 1997 to 2001 the australian ministry of sports took a look at all officials across every sport not just individual high profile sports every sport and they found that almost 30 percent of those officials had left the sport for a variety of reasons some had just aged out but growing numbers were uh, were leaving due to harassment lack of respect, and abuse. And so the Australian uh, government stepped in across the board and applied a green shirt program. So newly qualified officials and uh, sports officials in, every, in most sports would receive a green shirt. This means that those inexperienced and junior officials would be easily identifiable. And with these officials, they're not allowed to be influenced. Coaches cannot interact with them. Players, people on the sideline cannot interact with them. They can't say, oh, ref, that's a bad call. You cannot make that interaction without being removed. Uh, And they all get these business cards which says, I'm wearing green, so don't see red. And on the back, it covers the the, the principles of the green program, encouraging and promoting um, officials. Um, And what it is, a bash with a code of conduct, um, a process on sport rage, uh, play by the rules, and sideline rage, Mm -hmm. which is what we're facing now is sideline rage, Uh, is all of those things clearly laid out from the very top. And did this work, James? By the government. Pardon? Did this work, the Australian it's still, Green Church? It is still running. It is still running. They're me- they're, 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 the umpiring members across all disciplines are still growing, especially in the youth, where you have youth officiating youth. You have 15 year olds officiating 12 year olds, or 10 year olds officiating 8 year olds. Um, you have adults running these teams, and there's a 10 or 12 or 15 year old coach who is receiving advice and respect from these adults. Mm. Uh, they're not receiving abuse and they're being supported and they stay with programs. They go for more training and it becomes a career.
1: Do you think this would work here, James?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So would, why have with, we, with, we never sport, looked to
1: introduce something like this?
3: Well, well, one of the things I've been looking at some of the comments and some of the, the people have been talking, uh, the, one of the comments was push it down to clubs. All right? Push it down to clubs. Push it down to the local knowledge. That's not what the Australians did. The Australians pushed it up to the government. They went up to the government to apply a, a programme and then the clubs and the sports got involved at the back end. And that's that's the big difference. You can and when, when we go down to club ruling mm. club, you don't come up with a single response. You come with a Asher two pints makes him drunk, but sure Murphy he can handle ten, so we'll let him play. It's not that way. That's that's club thinking. No no tolerance, any sort of abuse, any sort of aggression, any sort of violence the rule is the ban the rule is whatever the the national rule is and then you work with supporting that you get the clubs teaching about rage uh, controlling rage respect they don't apply the rules they teach how to, how to be better on the field. Yeah. And the, the, the state applies the rules do, or do, the, the sporting body applies the rules.
1: Do, just looking at it from, you know, your own perspective, uh, James, as an sure. international sports official um, over, yeah. you know, a, a number of years, you said, what, 25 odd years. Like, yeah. how bad do you think the situation is here at the moment? Um, it is...
3: We're going through... I think we're going through a series of small incremental steps. When we hit this sort of plateau of a couple of uh, of incidents we get more outrage with regards to the sport. Uh, but it's climbing year on year on year. That minimal acceptable level is a little bit higher. What used to be a couple of shouts from the sideline is now a kicked water bottle. What used to be a kicked water bottle is now ball thrown into the field or someone's car being scratched or someone being threatened. Uh, and it's a slippery slope. Applying the process from the start is mm. is more effective. Okay. Um, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work, if you, if you, it is getting worse. I've seen it get worse in my particular sport. Uh, we went through 10 years of European competition without any ejections, without any penalties. And then, and, and then over the course of the next three or four years, as people got better, equipment got better, competition got better, aggression got higher. And as aggression got higher, more negative interaction happened. Okay. And what was happening is that at the lower end, they weren't being taught how to show respect. And so they got to the top end. and uh, They were just, they were uh, full of their own power and their own freedom, their own ability to argue their point because yeah. they'd done it all along. Do,
1: do, do you think Caroline, just listening to that? I know you talked about your son's experience when he was under twelve, but you mentioned that he still plays. Is it is it as bad or has it got worse?
2: Um well I can't I mean, I think when they're older they're they're more able to shrug that off, but i mean i I was at a match during the summer, and there were some supporters behind me and I mean some of the things were so bad that they were saying about some of our players that my daughter, who's normally very quiet, turned around and and actually told them to shut up that they just have this kind of underlying this this low level aggression all mm-hmm. the time and I just find with. I just. I don't understand it. I I do know the he's the moment and the whole lot on the pitch or whatever. But I think when somebody starts to approach the pitch I think referees are too lax in letting coaches and people run up and down the sides. it's very you know where are coaches and different people I mean you 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 have like four or five different people on the sidelines from one team and they're running on in the middle of the match and all this kind of thing that needs to be all stopped I don't think anybody should be allowed to run on But I think I have seen people I have seen people from my own club being put out of the field during a match during kids matches because they've been shouting so much giving so much abuse that have actually been told to leave. Yeah and
1: that's what a a lot of the texters I think are are saying today as well you know and and even as well Caroline I should say too uh, many messages in from people even talking about your own story that you mentioned there earlier uh, absolutely shocking um, what happened and Caroline's story we we experienced the same thing as well with our own son a number of years back too says this texture Kieran is with us as well. Um Kieran, why can't we get control of this?
4: Uh, I think the two previous college had on there are pretty much, you know, depict for what it's what it's all about, you know. Uh Caroline's story is, is something that you, you'll get up and down the country across all a lot of different sports, you know, every weekend and during the week as well. And I'm sorry, the guy i Mr. the guy's name James. There? Uh, yeah, James Dave, is still yeah. there. Yeah. I, th- I mean, his his, um, his suggestion sounds really good, you know, to take it right from the top, governmental level, and bring it right down, uh, all the way down. Because, as he said, I don't think the clubs will do it alone. I don't think the, the associations will be able to do it on their own. It has to be, you know, right from the top as well. I think a lot of it is, um, it's, a, it's a kind of a, a societal thing. <laughs> the Irish psyche as well. You know, we're, we're trying to, we live our our, our own uh, ambitions and angers or whatever <laughs> through, through the kids, and um, we we all want our kids to to do well and and be the best or whatever you know, but we have to take into account that, um you know it is it's about the kids it's not it's not about the parents and, and their ambitions you know, um, so it's
1: too serious then has it just become too serious?
4: It does. There's no doubt about it. You just get at the,
1: underage, like they were just taking all. You know, underage games. Just absolutely. People you think know, they're in the I, World I, Cup.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they have ambitions about their, their, like in soccer, for example, their kids getting to play in Premiership football, and and, and they're and they're looking at this at seven years of age or whatever. And competitively, I don't think we should be playing competitively at seven or eight or nine or ten years of age. I think it should be. You know, the competitive element should only come in. Uh, around 12, 13, 14 years of age. Um, <clears throat> in Belgium, for example, I, I did a little, uh, little bit of a study on this. Come back 10 or 12 years ago, um, they brought in this, uh, this system whereby um, it was only at, at early teenage years that, that the competitive element came in. Up to then, uh, you, you could be playing all sorts, like blitzes or whatever. But like, everyone gets a medal or no one gets a medal. You know, you can mix the teams. You could have an okay. inter club. Or just within the club itself.
1: So you think around um, 14 for that, Kieran? Leave I, it to 14.
4: I think for to 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 get it at competitive level. I think.
1: Thirteen fourteen is is well
4: uh, uh, old enough. Okay,
1: absolutely. Five three one zero six is the number. If you agree with Kieran on that suggestion today, uh, James, thank you for getting in touch as well about the the Australian the Green Shirt program uh, for all sports officials. A lot of people getting in touch saying that they think that's a that's a fairly welcome uh, initiative and an idea. Wondering why something like that hasn't been rolled out here. This listener though says the parents are to blame. They're they're actually creating this atmosphere of at matches. I think parents should be banned from attending their own kids games if they can't sort out their own aggression they can wait for them in the car park Brian says we should should actually be teaching the kids about um, how fun it is to take part and to play and not to start shouting at them and threatening them and each other an interesting email here or text actually I should say from a listener who says I'm a referee in, in a county uh, but I want to remain nameless. I can confirm though that there's little support for referees from the game's administrators. I've recently refed at an intermediate camogie game where I spent the entire match taking abuse from club's players, the mentors and the supporters. I submitted the report and the club were brought to a disciplinary hearing where the club apologised and didn't receive a suspension or a fine. They got nothing. Most refs don't even send in a report of abuse because all it does is drag you through a whole administrative process, and absolutely nothing will be done at the end to stop the behaviour. Why bother? asks this referee. Keep your suggestions coming into us today. Like, tell us what what needs to happen now before this change, because uh, the likelihood is we'll be talking about this exact same story at twelve o'clock next Monday, five three one oh six.
0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan Brought to you by Avant Money Weekdays at midday on News Talk.
1: Now we were talking though about this situation really serious story in Tipperary over the weekend a hurling blitz um, it's alleged that a man grabbed a 9 year old boy by the throat during a hurling blitz in Thurles, and uh, the guards are investigating the incident. But we're asking today what needs to be done, and actually, what is going to happen before there's any action taken? Um, with various different suggestions from people, we heard Caroline's experience with her son James is on the line as well. And Kerry, James, what's your view? What's the solution?
0: Well, I think laughable the notion of suspension, because the first thing that happens there is they appeal then they appeal again, then they appeal again, then they probably get a suspension, and then they decide to walk into the pitch anyway and nobody will keep them out, you cannot police it. You just simply cannot police it, particularly at club matches where they're in the middle of maybe a lot of land and you can come in from any site. It wouldn't cost them a thought that. I think the pro- the difficulty is with the, with the GA generally is respect. I mean, the way that young people are treated by their clubs, by their trainers and everything else. It's just awful. I mean, my, my suggestion would be that you close the pitch. You, 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 they lose their next three home matches or something like that. It has to be quick, easy and not drag down the line. Okay. I, because, you know, you understand what I'm saying? I know, right? yeah. Want to, the, the, the other ones, how do you police it? I mean you see you, you've been to club matches I presume and you see the sort of you have this perimeter that nobody goes near you can walk in anywhere you want there isn't even a gate charge sometimes
1: but is there not an onus then on the club we'll say if you were the person James just for the sake of this conversation if you're the person that's received the suspension and you're not allowed to go to the you know the, the games match on Saturday surely then your club somebody from the club is going to say sure, you can't be here
0: that's what I mean by there's no accountability. Somebody will let them. Somebody will let them in. You won't stop them. I think there the was a man on there had I, what? What he had one idea there, just about young know, oh, the the training. Mm. They should look at things like all complaints on the pitch or all all in uh, um, access on the pitch should be only through the referee. And that's it. The captains, funny, two of The uh, referees. I like, spotted like rugby. a couple of
1: texts. Yeah, very similar suggestions too to that. John is with us as well, James. Um, John, I believe you. You coach uh, kids yourself. I mean, w- what's your view on the solution to this, or is there one? Yeah. Yeah. Hi,
5: Andrew. How, you How doing? are you? Good. Um. Yeah. No. It's like I coached. Uh, uh. Well, more or less soccer, more more than anything else, from three years of age up to senior and stuff like that. And I witnessed uh great just carry on going on, and I tell you, there's a, a, a huge chunk of it happens from the actual coaches themselves as well, not understanding what they're doing, not uh, not being educated on how to, to handle kids, the unruly kids maybe, or you get you get situations where you'd have coaches would intimidate uh, better players on the opposition teams to rile them up to get them to play uh, badly so that their own team get an advantage from it and then that would you'd see that being encouraged then from the parents to back to the parents and then that's when you get situations where parents would actively walk out onto pitches and abuse kids. And like I'm talking kids from five, six years of age, Mm -hmm. nine, ten, fourteen, I've seen this happen regularly and I actually walked kids I walked the team off a pitch at a fairly prestigious a, a tournament now for elite players because they were abused by officials from the hill around us and i had kids crying on the pitch who wanted to who said they didn't want to play they wanted to leave the pitch because of the level of abuse they were getting and what, and then, what, what
1: age were they john sorry uh
5: Lovely. well the kids these kids were uh 12 13 14 years of age and the level the level of abuse they got was disgraceful and then when I when I when I was walking the kids off the pitch, I was told from these very same officials that if I walked off the pitch, the kids would uh, they would lose the game, effectively have the points taken off them, and they would be and that would have knocked them out of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And then when I took the kids to one side and explained this to them, the, the these kids that had been facing the abuse encouraged their own teammates to go back onto the pitch, but they didn't go back. They wouldn't go back. Because of the level of abuse they got, and I've seen it where I've seen a parent walk onto a pitch and run the full length of the pitch, ten, fifteen yards on in in the pitch, actively shouting at a kid to do something on the pitch that he thought should have been done, and then when I accosted this parent and said, "Look, listen, what he at? and I thought he was shouting at his own kid, he was shouting at another another oh God, another. The kid a kid belonged to somebody else and the, that parent didn't say anything because he thought there was nothing wrong with it. You know, it's yeah, you know, and like I've been involved with Antonio there doing the side and sideline. Yes, I spoke to like Antonio that. a few and,
1: times actually about this. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And about like there's there's in in soccer now there is these uh what you would call uh, exclusion zones yes. on the sides of the pitches and stuff like that. But uh, when you've got a single referee looking after a game, and in some cases those referees are are very young, they're fifteen, eighteen years of age, and sometimes you have a referee that has a parent with them for fear of the abuse that they would get from the sideline. That referee, it's very difficult for that referee to 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 go over and approach a coach or approach a manager on their own, because you'd have coaches in twos or threes, and then you've a group of parents, because you can't say the parents don't come to a game because then the kids can't get to the game because for obvious reasons they they can't get them there themselves. So you have to have the parents there, but there has to be a level of respect on the players that comes from the club that's the the
1: word that's constantly coming up here John on the the text line today everybody talking about the lack of respect Uh, this texter says I was at an under 11 camogie match just on Saturday in which an ex inter-county all Ireland winning player abused a 16 year old referee um, reducing her to tears I thought it was an absolute disgrace says this texter Keith and Donna Meath says look at the amount of violence and disregard for authority in general uh, ongoing on our streets across the country so much being displayed from younger people so what chance do they have if their elders parents guardians sh- show the same disregard and lack of respect for anybody in authority including the likes of the referees uh, that's according to Keith and Donna Meath this listener says my son-in-law is hugely involved in the GAA and yet he's one of these that's sta- there shouting at the sideline turning his own kids off playing um, as he totally degrades them no matter how well they play during a match he finds something that they've done wrong uh, John and James listen thank you for getting in touch with us keep your suggestions coming into us today we're talking about this incident um alleged to have happened in Thurles at a hurling an under nine hurling blitz in Tipperary over the weekend uh, the guards investigating the incident in, in which it's alleged a man um grabbed a 9-year-old boy by the throat in the incident but look I mean, how common is this kind of behaviour? And how do you try and, uh, well, stamp out the violence?
0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.